Hey everybody, welcome to the Ear Spoon. I am Fish. And I'm Steve, yes, still. Still Steve, always have been, always will be, since we started this podcast some 275 years ago. Not to be confused with the non-monkey Stephen Stills. Oh, yeah. Steve, you know. Yeah, there you go. Stephen Stills. <laughs> For those who don't know, Stephen Stills almost was one of the monkeys, but he had bad teeth, so they didn't have him. Really? Now, I did not know any of that. Yep. That's what I was story. Gonna... Actually, it was Peter Tork who was friends with Stephen Stills, which is how he got the gig. Oh. Fun times on the podcast Look today. at, well, you know what? That's a piece of rock and roll history that I'm going <laughs> to, I will regurgitate at some point in time. And Fair just enough. to pull up that same reaction of, I did not know that. Right. See, it's not Apparently always Stephen... about the politics. Right. And then Stephen Stills did go on to, uh, to have another career entirely he'll so. be just fine i feel it worked out yeah, yeah it worked out for him and and probably <laughs> uh you know and and one might say it worked out for the better oh i would say so yeah, yeah. although i'm a huge monkeys fan oh yeah yeah no i mean what's not to love about the monkeys you know right and the wrecking crew have you ever watched the wrecking crew documentary no dude oh i'm gonna write it all down. right we'll get into politics but wrecking crew was the was hal blaine and a whole bunch of la musicians mostly responsible for almost all the Beach Boys records. Glenn Campbell was a, a Wrecking Crew member, Tommy Tedesco, a bunch of others. But this documentary is exceptional, and it goes to show you this same gang of a dozen or two uh, studio musicians who got paid, you know, kind of crap to make some of the greatest records of all time. The Monkees played on, they sang on their records, but I don't think they played on any of them. Um, true for many, Jimmy Page was also a studio musician, yep. played on a lot of Kinks songs. Yep. But The Wrecking Crew is a great story of these regular working people going home, having kids, and laying down this great stuff, especially a lot of it with Brian Wilson, of course. Right. Um, but it's a really, really, very heartwarming uh, story. Wrecking about Crew. Wrecking Crew, yeah, you'll love it. All right, I'm going to look it up tonight. I love that kind of stuff. That's yeah, that's great. Right, me stuff. too. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I'm glad I'm turning you on to it because I figured you'd know it already. Well, so, you know, I mean, I, I try to be as woke around these things as as uh, as possible. I'm I'm, sure. I'm actually I'm actually buying books again and trying to like actually. What? Well, yeah, like get into books and as what? opposed to just those are the things with the paper, right? I think so. Yeah, right. I got, I had to start out small. I had to get one with lots of pictures in it, but it, <laughs> it's all good. Um, anyway, uh, welcome to the Year Spoon brought to you by Mocha Joe's, those fine, fine, conscientious coffee brewing folks located right here in Brattleboro online at mochajoes.com. If you need some delicious coffee, I highly Hooray. recommend. Yes, indeed. I'm, I'm finishing up my last cup now. I try to stop around noon. All right. So let's get this thing started. Uh, racist, seditionist, lasers, oh my. <laughs> Dare I say. Dare I yeah. say. Well, you know, we, we, we're, we've arrived. We have definitely arrived. It's 2021, and we are looking back at George W. Bush, Michelle Bachman, and the sense and sensibility of Sarah Palin and thinking, oh, I miss the good old days. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't so bad, yeah, it was it? It wasn't bad at all, really. You know, I mean, well, you know. This is like Devo said, this is de-evolution, mm -hmm. you know, like we are going screeching backwards. Although I will say, and we'll go get into it in a minute, but I will say seeing so much of America laughing at and pushing back on this stuff is, is a relief. Now, if we can get these people expelled from Congress and somehow get their megaphone trimmed down because of their hate speech and lunacy, uh, then you know maybe we're getting somewhere. And again, I say that as somebody who's a big fan of free speech, a big yeah. fan of liberality, 
But, um, uh, these people are dangerous. Yeah, no, no. I mean, Lauren, uh, Lauren Bobert. Uh, Bobart, yeah. Bo, you know, Breitbart, yeah. whatever her last name is. Uh, <laughs> she, you know, um, walking the the Parkland shooting. Um, uh, what? Oh God, why is the kids? Oh no, that was Marjorie Taylor Green. Oh, that was down David Hogg. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Unless I, Bobert did it too, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, know? I thought it was Bobert, but it doesn't matter. I mean, they're right. It's just they're interchangeable blonde dumb heads. And well. And, yeah, I, well, I think only one of them's blonde, but it doesn't even matter. Oh, you know but, what? Yeah, I'm going to kick you off the podcast if you keep correcting me. This I'm is my narrative. I, I'm such a dick. Uh, <laughs> on, but I, I saw a video guy. of, of uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, whose name I was trying to not remember, yeah. but now I, you, know, you can't avoid it. Uh, but yeah, and it's not just that. I mean, she was, well, Bobert was, was broadcast, was tweeting from inside the Capitol building during the insurrection saying, Oh, the speakers left her office, you know, like stuff like that was giving, uh, yeah. Tours yep. the day before mm-hmm. when all tours were canceled at the Capitol building because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, and Marjorie Taylor green was saying that Nancy Pelosi is treasonous and right. should be executed. And right. these, these are elected she, officials shot, that should be gone. Shot for treason is what yeah. Nancy Pelosi should be. You know, listen, I understand, uh, like I want nothing more than Mitch McConnell to be out of a job. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily need to kill him. I just, yeah, I'm with I, you there. I just, I just, I just need for him to not be employed anymore. Because trust me when I tell you, like I, I am not so quick to forgive his quick statement about about the you know the, this tomfoolery that's going on right now and saying it's a cancer to the GOP, dude. For four years you had oh, a cancer shit. to the GOP and you fucking did nothing but bend the narrative and manipulate him. Let's face it, you are the ultimate puppeteer. No offense to puppeteers, they are among the nice people I know so I don't mean Agreed. to lump you into it but let's face it when you're pulling the strings on things and that's what Mitch McConnell did Mitch McConnell didn't wasn't the president but he ran him you're exactly right and that's I appreciate and I applaud and, and I echo what you're saying Mitch McConnell has no moral leg to stand on in any form anywhere about anything right at this point but you, uh, he's go ahead he's reprehensible and, and and I think this is where you see spin in order to try to save the Republican Party on some level, but I'm sorry, but that die is cast. Mm-hmm. And these, you can look at this person and say, "Well, she seems pretty crazy." Like, yeah, let's look at crazy. Let's look at two members of your Senate, including Josh Hawley and, and Ted Cruz, among others. Let's not forget who, Matt Geitz. I mean, uh, that, he's in the he's in the House though. But I'm yeah. saying in the Senate, in McConnell's Senate, yeah. you have two members who should be expelled immediately, immediately. Like not well. We'll talk about this over a period of weeks and months. Immediately, there should be no question. If you were actively fomenting a violent insurrection that resulted in death, I'm sorry, but you have no standing and need to go. Yep. And Mitch McConnell could have done that days later. Right. I mean, honestly, I don't care if he votes at 8 a.m. on the 20th to oust right. and to do the right thing. He didn't. He opted not to. Yeah. So you know, don't moralize for, with me. You know, don't Mr. don't don't talk to me about about now. You know, everybody is no, 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 no. Yeah. When somebody is just openly shooting people, you tackle that person. You don't try yeah. to negotiate. Right. You know. Right. Well, we maybe we don't understand where they're coming from. Let's ex- examine their childhood. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Yeah. No. No. Mm-mm, no. Stop mm-mm. the stop the hurting. You know, I, I was telling you about a meeting that I was a part of where like everybody waited thirty seconds before they answered, and you know I didn't. I didn't know. 
Sometimes no. I'm not saying yep. that you should blurt out the first thing that pops into your head. God knows that I, you know, I literally you can picture those old uh, on the, the those old things that were on the on the spindles, uh, the old Rolodexes, and you could flip sure, through sure, sure. to the yeah. M's and you could get there quickly by doing that, and then flip through. I mean, that's basically when somebody says something. That's what my head is doing. It is going oh, through the ro- Rolodex of things that that I could say uh, and stopping the first five, uh, so right. as but, to plus try. We're both- we're both radio guys, so like you know, dead air. Yeah, it's like very uncomfortable. No. So I feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> oh yeah, thirty some. You know, come on now. Uh, but, I still do it when I tune into the radio and there's a big gap of dead air. I'm like, no, no, no stop it, no, stop it. Say something. Oh my god. Oh, that's what that's what that, anyway. that, that's what audible cancer sounds like right there. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man, <laughs> you know, but let, let's look at this through a reverse lens, all right? And all right. and and this is what I'm, I'm I'm trying to make people understand. Like, how do we how do we get to the the Taylor Greens, the the, the Bobarts, the, the 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 Matt Geitzes, uh, the the Josh Hollies? I mean, how how are these people the now the Ted Cruz now who actually I think literally believes that his father shot Kennedy? Um, <laughs> and you know, I uh, how does all this happen? I mean, have we talked about Jewish laser beams yet? No. I don't think we, we have not touched on Jewish laser beams just yet. And I'm totally ready to go there. You know, so, I mean, this is, these are the people now that have gotten elected. I know. And how know. the hell does that happen? And is it their fault? Yes. It's their fault for espousing this level of shit. Yes, yes it is. But at some point in time, the constituency has to be held yes. accountable too. I used to say the same thing about Michelle Bachman from Minnesota. Like that takes literal thousands of people to elect this person. Right. She can't just say, well, I'm going in. People have to support it. And I think, and this is one of my regular touchstones. I don't think the American public accurately assesses and understands the level of psychopathy in this country. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying because people disagree with me, they're psychopathic. Right. But people literally cannot and if you've listened to this podcast regularly it's the mantra that i go for all the time people cannot discern reality from available information and they draw conclusions based on mythology delusion conspiracy theory etc and it is not just a handful of people as i've said before when i worked with schizophrenics and i don't try not to say people suffering with schizophrenia uh in in a clinical setting you know, you knew you know, people are departed from reality and, and you want to make their life as good as possible, but you don't want to say, yes, you're actually the president of the United States or what have you. But now we it's a literal political force in this country where large, red-hatted, delusional people in large numbers are violent, yep. fascistic, mm-hmm. and affecting the, the public dialogue. Right. And they're batshit crazy. Yep. And, you know, and, and we're, we're losing some of these longer-standing members of Congress, like Ted Cruz, and who I've never, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't give two shakes to. I don't care about him. I think he's a r- r- repugnant human being. Uh, sure I didn't think until the last three years— that he was uh, going to damage the uh, Constitution, you know, I didn't, I didn't believe that. But uh, you know, I mean, but here he is. I mean, he's, I, I, I chuck him right in, right into the, uh, into the same basket with the rest of these, these four that have just been in there. I think, well, I think, um, Geitz has been in there for a couple of years already, right? 
Oh yeah, he's just been a dick from the start. He yeah. gets so trashed on Twitter; it's so funny. Oh, you know what? I, you know they they always talk about how uh, you know, like when Obama was running, like they would certain ads would darken his skin and widen his nose and thicken his hair to give him that more of a you know that kind of more of a you know a a, a black feel, I guess, than that mm-hmm. would run against some of them. But what I love is um, the the adjust position where they elongate his head and make him look like Beavis. Like Beavis, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how could you not? Right? I know, right? <laughs> oh my but it god! Side, he's just he's a fascist and he's terrible at what he does. Uh, and again, all of these people will become the yokes around the neck of the of the GOP. Yep. and may it die of a permanent death. And come back in some other form. But I think, again, to echo what I was saying before, I think we dramatically underestimate the number of actual fascists and actual delusional people. And let me also remind you that they're heavily armed. Yeah. And so not to be all sorts of scaremongering about it, but this is a sizable moment in our country. And like I got to tell you, but I think the solution, so to speak, is to tie all of this to the Republican Party and throw it deep in the ocean yeah. and let it drown. And then let, I am a fan of conservative thinkers in that people with true conservative thought and who operate honestly and intellectually honestly, uh, there's a place for that. The tension between left and right, conservative and liberal, is an important conversation and it's an important dynamic in our country. It makes better things come. But we have seen conservative become Trumpism, become might makes right, become Mitch McConnell, you know, uh, not allowing for Merrick Garland, etc. We have seen a subversion through gerrymandering, through all kinds of things, voter manipulation, etc. And we have seen minority rule destroy the country. And so let conservatives have a voice, but have it be a sane one. Would yeah, be what I would say. I, you know, I am OK with, with the, you know, the, 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 the rich Kasichs of the world. Who are who are just you know the, these moderate Republicans who are trying to hold you know the the Phil Scotts our very own governor who I consider is you know a very a very moderate uh, uh, re- Republican and and a reasonable Republican but I have to, I have news for you I mean they're they're going to need to rename the party because yeah. it it can't be it's not a Republican party anymore it really is the MAGA Patriot Party right now. Pretty much. And they had an opportunity with January 6th and thereafter to make a stance, to make a moral stance. Right. And so there was a little bit like, oh, that's not us. Now it's like, yeah, maybe actually it is. And so I say because they could not make a clear cleave between the delusional Trump cult and the, the sense of, you know, the, the reasonable, defensible conservative position, then they can go down with that ship. Yeah. And you know what? I, and I am OK with that. And, you know, and, and I've. You know, I penned in my column this week that, you know, we, we've gone from uh, the rent is too damn high party. Right. So, I mean, that there was that whole faction. Or, do you remember that? You remember that guy? Oh, sure. Jimmy, oh, sure, yeah. uh, Jimmy McMillan. You know, the rent's too damn high. And, you know, right. but, uh, you know, and as crazy as all of that was, you know, I mean, at least his thing was like, look, I'm, we got to get the rents lower so people can live. I mean, it, it was crazy and it was silly. And but you know what? When crazy and silly gets a lot of attention, it gets a little bit of traction. Well, let's not let the Democrats off the hook, you know, in the, but I agree. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I started to, you know what, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I, w- right. about five or ten minutes ago, I said, you know, let's reverse lens this thing 
for yeah. a second, and I try to get I try to get you know like minded uh, uh, you know Democrats and 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 liberals to think about how this happened and how do we get here and how do we get these people? Well, let's dial it back to the 2015 2016 election. All right. Yeah. Where sure. we can take a look at uh, Bernie Sanders and a Hillary Rodden Clinton, and and these are two. These are two people that were elevated to the Democratic ticket that were the high up. And and when you looked at head to head against Hillary, against Trump, uh, Bernie against Trump, you know, 15 points for Bernie, nine for Hillary or, or less, yeah. you know, in, in yeah. certain samplings. And and so what happens now? Well, you know, you've got shenanigans and games played and all that. And we want a woman as president and we want this. And, and before we know it, we don't have the people's choice, which clearly at that point in time was Bernie Sanders and not yeah. Hillary Clinton. Nothing against Hillary Clinton. I'm not I'm not going to have any conversations about, you know, old time politics or anything like that. Nothing against it. She she would have certainly made a better president than Donald than Donald Trump, for sure. No oh, question about you know it. I can't stand her. But yeah. Right. You know, I mean, th- there is a lot of that. But now um, not a high bar, though. Right. Dude? No, not a real high <laughs> bar at all. Uh, but you know, then again, so if, if this is the point I make as to how we get the Taylor Greens and the Bobarts and the Hollies and the Geitzes and and the and the Ted Cruzes who get constantly reelected now and the Mitch McConnells who are just in the background, like literally like the the Wizard of Oz until you know I mean, and and he's like he's not even trying. Like the curtain was pulled open ten fucking years ago. No kidding. You no know? kidding. <laughs> but so, then again, you also see the sad truth is that. There are an awful lot of people who like that behavior, Mm -hmm. who like those kind of policies, who are more interested in their team winning than the country moving forward. Right. You know, again, I think there's a healthy tension between different moral polls, different political polls, where you're coming from, what your issues are. All that stuff is what a healthy democracy does. But when one of those factions wants to shut down conversation or shut down policy or rule out the other and the Democrats are not you know, uh, uh, free of that charge either, but the Republicans are a hundred times worse. Right. Really yeah. Oh um, no. I mean, you know, the, the, there is a sense and sensibility and, and, you know, I mean, I, when I reverse lens this thing, I basically say, you know, you can say whatever you want, but now that's opened up this behavior, this, this allowance, this free pass to, to kind of not raise the right person to the, to the elevated position that the people want them is that door's been opened. And, right. and you know, I'm not saying that the that the Democratic Party opened that door. I am saying that they didn't slam it shut, you know? so they're, Right, they're, but, the, but the, the difference, too, in, in the not slamming shut part, I think of, I have this great photo meme, as you know, I love No, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but it's Jack Nicholson breaking in the door with Shelley Duvall, like, with the knife right. from The Shining, saying, like, how about some unity? And like, you know, like, <laughs> you, know you just tried to kill us. You know, you right. don't then invite somebody in for dinner. Right. Like, and so now I see Joe Biden go, well, we really need a healthy Republican Party. No, we don't. No, no. not that version. No, you know, no, now I, here's where I'll agree with him. We do need, we, we do need people pushing back against every single idea, right? Because let's face it, and I've said this a million times. Just because I say it doesn't mean it's right. So, you know, and and I think that there is a healthy discussion that can happen with passing of budgets and doing things like that. But let's face it, the conversation hasn't been healthy since 
I, Jesus, mm-hmm. ever maybe? I don't even know. Well, I think there was a time it was healthier for sure, but yeah. I think you could tie a lot of this to around the Newt Gingrich years. Oh. Um, if you want, I mean, think about it. I mean, you want to go back further. I, you know, for me, it's always demarked by 1980 and Ronald Reagan, Lee Atwater, all that stuff. You know, the Carl Roves came later, Newt Gingrich, not that much further. But it's around that time where, the, in, in my opinion, uh, the Republican Party went for single-issue voters and went for, you know, hot button items to say like you're the gays are going to teach your children we have to stop it like you're the the abortion you know like whatever so they got people's people emotionally inflamed and therefore they could manipulate because basically let's face it the republican party is not about morality no it's about enriching the rich right you know basically and it's about you know encouraging and fomenting corporatism so Whatever your moral issues, Carl Rove, I mean, that I see Carl Rove on Fox News, and not that I watch it, but see him cited in news stories makes me want to barf. That dude was so cynical about everything, and he went in and he found the dumbest people amongst us and pushed through Fox News, etc., yeah. to say, hey, I could use your dumb, and I could get this war criminal and this Halliburton nightmare elected president, and let's see what happens. Well, what happened? You know, like exactly what everybody thought would happen happened. And now you move forward. And again, it's grades of of darker and darker and and worse. And then you've got the the current version of the GOP, which is a graduate of Lee Atwater, a graduate of Newt Gingrich and Karl Rove. And it's now Trumpism. And I'm sorry, but that yoke goes well around the neck of that party. And it goes deep into the drink. It does. I don't disagree with you. I think I think it all leaks. It's all got to change. And it's all, you know, and, and this time around, I'm sorry, we, we sat passively by and watched this happen. And then all of a sudden, when we just sort of trusted that people can do the right thing, we have been proven four or five solid times <laughs> that, no, we can't trust one another. And you need to get engaged. And this time, do right. me a favor. Don't knit fucking pink hats. Bring a fucking hammer. <laughs> and that's well, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think you're I mean, I don't want to knock the women's movement, I mean, and the women's uh, uh rally, I can't what they called it. But, uh but this is the moment where the Democrats have an opportunity to drive a stake through the heart of a genuine threat to the well-being of people and the country. Right. The Republican Party there's a million ways you could say this has been, as Noam Chomsky famously said, the most dangerous organization in human history. And this is a moment where the, where the Democratic Party will become namby-pamby, spineless twits and will not push back appropriately, or they will. And let's hope that accountability and an actual like 9-11-like commission to say, what the fuck just happened here right. and who needs to go to jail for it? Yeah, that's the Democratic Party I can get behind. I'm not a Democrat, never have been, and partly because of their spinelessness. But if they step up and show up right now and push accountability, then you've got people's attention that are otherwise disenfranchised. Yep. No, I think I think you're 100 percent right. I think right now they have to literally find their intestinal fortitude, drop a pair and just go. Yeah. You know what? You know, we it's not like and, and the one thing is if they do that. If they actually do that, and I don't hold out a ton of hope, I really right. don't. I'm, I'm yeah, jaded. I'm jaded to the point where I don't. I don't think that they have the 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 balls to do it. But we'll be able to if they do. Say, are you fucking kidding me? I, <laughs> you know, we tried 
for eight years through the Obama years when we had pretty much the master majority to force shit down your throat and you fucking wouldn't play. And then yeah. and then when you won back the House and Senate, you did this and then we took it back and, and you know, we just and then again. So, you know, for twelve years we've yeah. tried to work with you people. You know what? Now fuck you. Yeah, kinda. Sorry to say, but yeah. then, you know, when you become you know, if, if people are in a healthy exchange of differences and can actually do the do, mm-hmm. you know, fine. You have different po- poles of belief <clears throat> and framing. But if you are showing yourself to be disingenuous, unsafe, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. and downright reckless about really important things. Like, what's, you know, look, you got Joe Biden who <clears throat> promised in Georgia, hey, if you elect these two guys to the Senate, $2,000 checks are coming your way. Where the fuck is that, Joe? And now you got Republicans going to Joe to Joe Biden saying, "Hey, can we cut that by two thirds?" Fuck all y'all, you know? Right. Like, what the hell is that? So this is the time where I want to see people rise in a way that says, you know, I get it. Biden's better than Trump. Thank God he's in there in, that, in many ways. But do not let up on the pressure. Right. Put people. now. You know now. Now becomes the time as a as a culture. I think what we do is we achieve our goal and then we go. Right. Back you to know? brunch. Okay. You know? All right. Let's uh I'm gonna we're gonna, you know, see what's on Netflix for a little bit, take a couple of weeks off and you know, and then we'll take get a back, week. you know, take you know, <laughs> let's just take a just take <laughs> take a knee. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I mean I get people want to catch their breath. Let's not skip over the You know what? He, here's the here's here's the thing I constantly tell people in my consulting business, in my frame of business, in my line of work, I tell people we do not have the luxury to let up mm-hmm. on anything we do. If you are conducting a business, if you are g- creating a marketing <coughs> strategy, if you are telling your story, you do not have the luxury to stop. Right. And let's also acknowledge, said by two cisgendered white men, that we need to use our privilege to help those people who have not let up. And for the, you know, this is bl- this is Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, it the, is. the Black Lives Matter has just been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. This is the time to lean in on this stuff. And for those of us that have privilege, and we do, yep. it's it's for us to be raising the conversation, asking how we can help, becoming anti-racist, and pushing in on these things. Because it's not, for a lot of white folks, it's time to go back to sleep, I'm sorry to say. But for those who are out here agitating, activating, etc., they're doing this work every single day. Right. And we need to blow on those flames and those embers and get that fire roaring i had an old football coach that um always used to uh he was a you know he was a very he wasn't anybody that would be accepted in today's culture very well uh but he would always have little uh things of nuggets uh you know little things so he's like uh, you know when you were tired and and you know the game was on the line and you like you're you're just you're you're mentally exhausted from just hammering it he said look he goes you know you got to always use that strongest muscle now the strongest muscle lies between your ears the second strongest muscle is in your legs so sometimes if your if your mind needs an assist lift with your legs so, you know, and he would just say, you know, so lift with your legs. And that's kind of where we are right now. We're all mentally yeah. exhausted. But now we all literally you need to lift with your legs and, and kind of and, and keep keep pushing. This is not easy work. 
You know, we're, we're seeing that this is very difficult and it's exhausting. And and but the nice thing is we do have a, a Biden and a Harris in office. So it does afford us the ability to stay focused on the things that need focusing. Yeah, it's better, but we're still in deep shit. Yep. So and and and, 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 and neither of those two can do this alone, you know. Right. Right. And so. then and it also it's not even doing it. It's also about you know, liberals or whatever you want to call it, the left of the 50 yard line, letting people know specifically their representatives, what it is they want and what they want to push. And right now I would recommend anybody uh, listening to push on their own senators and representatives, their federal representation, their, their reps, et cetera, yeah. uh, and say, Hey, let's start with accountability. You want unity. You start with expelling Cruz and Hawley. You start with getting these lunatics out of the house. I'm not to say, you know, people can, can if they represent similarly insane people, they should be represented. But these people are dangerous. They've crossed a different line. This is not just philosophical. This is no, actually they, dangerous. They're, they're like, 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 uh, like, you know, like just ignoring the weird drunk guy with a handgun in the, in, <laughs> in, in the, in the elementary schoolyard. Like you would right. not let that person just bang around without no, addressing it. And, but that's what's happening right now. Right. We're trying to take his gun. Is that what you're trying to do? You <laughs> take his gun? He is right. Bear and, uh, bear and protect something or protect right, the bear or something. Protect. Right. Uh, All right. I can't bear it. Yeah, I can't uh, either. Bring me back to them oldie time crazy days. <laughs> right. We're standard where, crazy. Where, where, you know, mission accomplished. And what do you read, Sarah? And I can't answer that. Those, those yeah. Bring me back to those days. Yeah. Geez. Yeah. And then we wax nostalgic for that kind of lunacy. My I know. God. There we go. And war crimes. That's bad. War crimes. That's adorable. All right. right. All right. We'll stick a pin in it there. But uh, uh, I I feel a lot better, though. Yeah, I do, too. I feel feel like I've got to go up and and recharge my uh, my Hebrew lasers. uh, Is that right? And and set, set, you know, Santa Ana on fire now but did, uh, I, did i show you my uh did i show you my uh jewish laser meme no it's it's a it's a laser going through a a, a star of david with bernie sanders and a chair on it <laughs> <laughs> oh, i did not make it i found it but it was i thought very funny <laughs> All right, let's stick a pin in it there. This has been the Earspoon brought to you by Mocha Joe's, and you can listen to the Earspoon wherever you download your podcast or go to theearspoon.com. As always, we are presenting, uh, able to present to you each and every week because of our fine mm-hmm. coffee roasters known as Mocha Joe's, uh, found That's online right. at mochajoes.com. I've been Fish. I've been perpetually outraged, but hopeful. And Steve. And Steve. <laughs> and Steve, too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you next week, buddy. All right, cheers, bud.